The Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Welcome everybody to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle-upon-Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Friday, uh, May the 26th, and we are here to have a look at the final day, game day 38 of the Premier League season. Uh, all the games take place on Sunday afternoon, the 28th of May. Uh, joining me, as always, to have a look at this uh, really, really tricky day to handicap. Uh, is Mr. Barry Penaluna. Barry, you look like you've been on the golf course, but I know you don't play golf. That's correct. I don't know why I look on a golf course. Polo shirt, cap. Is that it? Um, oh, is that, is that it? The sleeves and the... Is that the same thing? It's just a just a T-shirt. Just uh, a it looks like you've got one of those, like a tank top on over a red okay, T-shirt. A gilet, no, a gilet aye. Not well, I was I think tank tops are better... Yeah, possibly. Are you a big tank top wearer, Baz? No. Don't think I've ever worn one. <laughs> yeah, Baz, this is episode 69, so that's nice, isn't it? Wow. Good effort. Yeah. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, yeah, good evening, Baz. Good evening to everyone who's going to join us uh, on YouTube as well. A few faces. Slick Rick's there. Good evening, Rick. How are you doing? Um, so, yeah, Sunday, um, we've got... All 10 games at the same time. There's been three games this week, which we gave picks out on, and they were hopeless. And that's kind of an indication of the problem you're going to have uh, going into these games on Sunday, because there's very, very little to play for. So uh, we're going to go through the games one by one, as we always do, but probably a little bit quicker than usual, because honestly, there's a shit ton of guesswork going into this. And I think the final day is more of a day for looking at patterns and trends and finding one thing and sticking to it. I think you have to find one thing and back it in every game and see if you can come out on top. Take your 10 units or if you want to use half a unit, take your five units and see if you can win seven or eight by landing something. Um, so we're going to try and find a few different angles. It's almost like a, a British tradition on the last day of the season. It's just to, to like back goals. Like everyone takes the, there's only a special on over the total amount of goals. And you can go up the ladder there, started sort of 32 or 33 and going up the ladder. So you've got loads of different ways in. Um, and I think that's the best way of doing this. Baz, what are your thoughts on, um, yeah, for on me, Sunday's me, games? I'm, I'm not, you know, looking at these games, I'm not looking at any recent forms and, and particular trends for, for recent games for people because there's so much of a, of a lottery around a lot of it. Uh, a lot of teams who... Haven't got anything to play for. One or two teams who who still have, and, and we'll obviously, you know, take a different approach to those games. Possibly, um, massive uncertainty around lineups. Some teams will be a lot stronger than others. So again, with the lottery picks, you might want to hang on till you see those lineups. Um, for me, I think it's a good weekend. You've got ten games. Um, it's a good time to sort of just pick some fun stuff, some big odds, multipliers, um, big parlays on shots on goal goal scorers 
And I've got a few of those big, big prices out later on, just for a bit of fun. You've got 10 games all going off at the same time. And if you can tick off two or three of your parlays later on, you're, you're cheering on one one or more to come in. And uh, yeah, let's have a bit of fun with it. Um, you know, the individual picks on the games, very, very difficult this week. Take them with a pinch of salt. Um, but we'll definitely throw some other stuff your way, um, which which might be of use as well. Yeah, it's a, it's a, there's three relegation uh, matches that have really got things riding on. But all three teams are playing against teams who've got nothing to play for. So it does make them of interest. It's Everton, Leeds and Leicester that are fighting over the um, two remaining um, relegation spots. One of those teams is going to stay up and the other two are going to be doomed. So you've got three games there. Um, and then really you've got a whole load of absolute rubbish. There's some narratives involved, players playing their last games for clubs. Um, the Discord channel, I think, for the team news, etc., from uh, three o'clock onwards on Sunday, the games kick off at four. The Discord channel will be a place to be. And also, um, just sort of players who never really get a game who can come in and, and be decent value prices for scoring goals as well. So that's the sort of shit we'll be trying to um, to throw out. Uh, Johnny Junt has joined us in the channel. Uh, Johnny made me... I was creasing up at you today, Johnny. If you don't follow Johnny on Twitter, I don't know what you're doing with your life. Um, your little rant on Alec Manoa for the Blue Jays last night. I'll, I'll vol- voluntarily take the $1 fine um, for talking baseball on the show because you had me in stitches today. We've absolutely panned the Blue Jays, Johnny, over the last couple of nights on the show. Um so yeah, uh, but welcome along to the uh, to the to the soccer show, the football show. I know you've been tailing Newcastle and tailing lots of our picks as well. Yeah, uh, right. We'll get stuck into it uh, once I've told you about Edge Boost. If you're not using Edge Boost, you're missing out. It's the world's first bet now, pay later Visa card, uh, similar to buy now, pay later programs. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest and pay back the advance over four equal weekly instalments. Uh, if you deposit funds into your account, Edgeboots will match the deposit so you can use double the funds on any legal sports betting site. Edge currently offers up to $2,500 in advances, up to $2,500 you can add to your bankroll. Our Edgeboots double down play of the day will be coming later in the show. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 years or older to use. Only valid in legal gambling states. Problem gambling called one 800 Gambler. Um, so, just a quick uh, note on the three games this week, because that's it. The three games really show you what we're dealing with on Sunday. Uh, the three games where I got all my picks wrong. Um, Newcastle nil, Leicester nil, which was a really weird one. No one expected a scoreless draw. I don't really know what Leicester were trying to achieve. Newcastle could have batted them, but didn't. We then had Brighton won, Manchester City won, which was absolutely wide open. Um I took Brighton and Baz took Man City. So we did say <laughs> at the time it would be a draw, Baz. Um, but I think I took the right bet because I got the best value and Brighton could have won at a bigger price. However, I would have thought you probably think the same thing, Baz, because Man City easily could have won at a plus money yeah. price. Um, Absolutely. I was, I, was, I was fine with, you know, you've seen the lineup. I thought I'm getting a great price. The price actually yeah. got bigger. They went off at about four to five. So what, minus 125? Um, you had Haaland in there, you had De Bruyne, Rodri, Foden, Mahrez. You know, it was a really, really strong lineup. Made a few changes at the back and in midfield, but uh, really strong enough lineup to go out and beat Brighton. 
Um, didn't, um, didn't happen. I agree with you on the Newcastle game. Leicester, Christ. I, I just, I get why they didn't, they weren't going to come out all guns blazing and get caught and, and, and blown away by Newcastle as they have done already twice this season. But I, all, all that second half, I just kept thinking, 20 minutes to go, they're going to turn it on here. Uh, yeah. 15 minutes to go, they're going to have a go here. <laughs> yeah. um, and at no point did they have a go. 90th minute, they hadn't had a single shot on goal. On target, off target, nothing. They were three minutes away from being the first team in four years to not have a single shot in a game. Wow. Uh, they, had one, they had one effort that went very, very close. Uh, Poor Patrick spring into action and make a save. Uh, but I just thought, you know... Late in the game, you've got to have a go in that situation. Three points for them. And, and, and you know, the ground starts to get nervous. If they just turned the screw a little for 10, 15 minutes, Newcastle fans would have got nervous. We, we couldn't lose that game. Um, have a go. You could have been out of the bottom three and put all the pressure onto Everton. Um, but they did seemingly didn't want to. I mean, even after they'd had that shot in the 92nd minute, they were seemingly just happy for us to just pass it across our back four. It was as if they were just going to let us see it out um, at one point. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought it was disappointing. I listened to a lot of the radio afterwards on the journey home, and a lot of Leicester fans seemed to just take it on the chin and say, oh, that's fair enough, uh, we'll have a go on Sunday. But I, I felt like there was an opportunity there for them really late in the game. Well, the only time it made sense was after the final whistle when they definitely got a point. And then you could yeah. have kind of made a case for it. Before that, I thought they were an absolute disgrace. Um, for the manager um, and John Terry, yeah, so Dean Smith and John Terry and the bloke with a ball under each arm, they've had all week to plan that. And the plan was everybody up blind. That was the plan. Well done, lads. Fucking hell. Put a bit more thought into it. I thought they were absolutely dog shit. Um, and they were dog shit the week before against Liverpool. It didn't look like scoring. Um, and yeah, we'll come on to them in a little while. And then the third game of the week, Man United 4, Chelsea 1, was another indication of what could happen this week. Because it was a rubbish game. Uh, Man United were rubbish. Chelsea were rubbish. Um, and then it finished 4-1. Um, so I'm not really sure what to make of any of that. So you've got three different outcomes this week, um, which pretty much point to anything that might happen um, on Sunday. Uh, just I for reference, to you didn't uh, <laughs> my God, it was it was predictably unpredictable this midweek. Yeah, um, and it's exactly the same as what this Sunday could be. Um, so yeah, it is very very difficult. We we said that before picking on those games, and and very much the same message before these ones. But you know, yeah, as I say, and that's that's, that's what we're dealing with on on Sunday. Just for reference, Baz, my laptop's packed up, so uh, you can be in charge of the YouTube comments. So uh, if anyone asks me anything or expects me to have a bit chat, no, I'm not ignoring you. But the Matt Breeder uh, Thanksgiving Day laptop has turned itself off again. Um, so I'm stuck on my phone. But luckily, we've got the backup, Jota Baz. So I've got everything written down. Right, let's go through these games one at a time because it's a little bit of madness. First up, um, I'll just do them alphabetical order. Um, I won't prioritise anything. Arsenal against Wolves. Arsenal, 9-25, minus 277. Uh, the draw is 70 to 4 plus 425, and Wolves are 7 to 1. Uh, for me, Baz, this was the only chalky one where I can really see why the favourites are a really short price favourite. <clears throat> I think Arsenal will want to go out on a high at home. They've had the little wobble, they've had the disappointment. I don't think Arteta will make a huge amount of changes. Um, and Wolves, just a completely and utterly not asked about this, and the manager has got one foot out of the door as well. Um, so I love the Arsenal Asian handicap here uh, minus one and a half uh, is a price of 21 to 20 which is plus 105 Baz. 
looked like my best play? Um, I've got gone a bit different. I mean, I, th- I thought first things first was, was was both to score was my my angle. I think Arsenal will will want to finish the season on a high, um, but it remains to be seen how how strong a team he puts out. He might give a few of the fringe players a run out. Um, they have only won two of the last eight games. They've been crap. Um, that's the concern. Um, and only one clean sheet in the last 10. So I'm prepared to give Wolves a chance here and, and get a goal. Um, so I thought that both teams to score look good. And it, it's a bit of a trend, really. I just think historically there is goals. I was going to come to some of the stats for, for final days. And I don't know whether best putting it out at the start of these handicaps or afterwards. Um, but yeah, the pick for me here is both teams to score. I think Wolves can get a goal. Arsenal aren't keeping clean sheets anymore. They aren't even winning games anymore. So uh, yeah, I think Wolves can get involved. It's it's short price, 7-10, to 10, but that's the pick for me in this one. Yeah, chuck them out at the end, Baz, because I think that's when we're going to try and direct people into um, yeah. how we'll be playing the card on the day. Um, the Backers family are here, Courtney. Um, and I assume Patrick's lurking somewhere as well. Good evening, you two. Uh, Aston Villa against Brighton. It's a good game. Uh, Villa even money, uh, plus 100. The draw 13 to 5, plus 260. And Brighton a 5 to 2, plus 250. Um, nothing to play for again. Brighton. Um, well, well, hold up, Malcolm. Hold well, there's, there's what, Villa what? have got everything to play for. They, Villa are playing for this game, without a doubt. So Villa are currently in seventh place in a Europa Conference League spot. Yeah. One point ahead of Spurs. So Spurs win. Villa have to win to qualify for Europe. Um, so definitely not a dead rubber, this one. I think Villa are, are right in this one. Um, I've picked Brighton, but uh, they're just too big. In fact, too, uh, they're playing well. Two really evenly matched teams. Uh, I don't think Brighton... I just, I've got concerns about Brighton for next season. Uh, but they have been playing well. They were really good against Manchester City the other night. And again, they're just enjoying themselves. There's no reason. Um, they picked a really weird team at Newcastle. Um, I'm not sure what all that was about um, last Thursday. But for two, this looks like a, the, a toss of a coin for me. Um, and I was happy to say Brighton at 5-2, to two, but I'm guessing you've taken Villa. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, Villa need a win. Skewer seventh spot. Keep Spurs behind them. Um, currently one point ahead of Spurs. Villa have lost only two of their last 12 games. Both of them are away from home. Uh, both of them just 1-0 defeats, so narrow defeats in both of them. They've won six in a row at home and conceded just one goal in those six. Now, I'm not saying they'll, they'll keep a clean sheet here necessarily, um, but let's remember, Brighton were in full-blown party mode on Wednesday night, weren't they? It was job done for them, secured their European spot, um, and it was party time on the beers, all of that lot. I think this will be a weekend Brighton team. Um, you know, the, if, if this was Brighton at home, different matter, they want to go out on a high, but they've, they've, they've had the big celebration in front of their home crowd on Wednesday night. Villa needing to win, and I get I get that doesn't mean they will win, but the home form for Villa is solid. Six, six wins in a row. And everyone is full of praise for Brighton at the moment, rightly so. They've had a fantastic season, but I don't think Villa should fear them at all. I think they've only won two of the last five games, Brighton. And they've only won four of the last eight. So they're not in electric form. The, the, the perform- Some of their performance are electric. But overall, their form is, is patchy. Um, so Everton can get at these. You know, Brighton got beat off Newcastle. They got beat off Forest. They've got beat off Everton lately. Um, I'll take Villa here at evens. The team that need a result against the team that are already on the beach. Villa at evens. And 
Next up is Brentford against Manchester City. Brentford 14 to 5 plus 280. Draw 3 to 1. Man City are 5 to 6 minus 120. Um nothing to play for here. Um Man City got the league wrapped up. They'll have one eye on the got the FA Cup final next Saturday and then the Champions League final the week after that. Um Baz Brentford's Ivan Tony had his punishment handed out. Uh, was it yesterday yeah. or today? Um, yeah, yeah he, pretty, he pretty much admitted everything. Um, 200 odd accounts, apparently had a gambling addiction, had bet on his own team to lose. Does he have anything much on this story? I had I had it down as a talking point for the, the start or end of the show. Um, I mean, we talked about the length of the ban. We, we thought it was probably about what we expected, but, but probably harsh when you compare it to bans for players being racist or kicking fans and things like that. But I think, it looks worse now that we know he's betting on his own team, albeit he was betting on his team to lose in games where he wasn't involved or it was a team he was signed to, but he was out on loan elsewhere. Uh, but he was betting on his own team to win uh, and betting on himself to score on occasions, I think. Um, I mean, it doesn't influence anything, does it? You'd expect him to be going out to win and to score in every game anyway. Um, the fact he's not allowed to train is ridiculous. I think uh, banned from football is one thing, uh, but both Southgate and Frank have come out this week and said the fact that he can't come in and train with us and you've just got him sitting at home for four months because he can train from September. Uh, so basically he's just free to sit at home and gamble his life away for the next four <laughs> months. Um, all a little bit. You silly. can't do other um, things, Baz. Well, that's true, but he's he's got an addiction, Malcolm. Well, yeah, true. I mean, whether he has, uh, you know, I was going to say, it was like two hundred and twenty odd bets in like three years or something. Yeah, yeah. You see, I mean, they are seeing he bets on other stuff as well. But I mean, he would say you've got an addiction because he's got three months off his ban for saying that. So whether he has, or not, is another matter. You know, that's not trivialising it. It could be that he has got a problem, and hopefully, he gets the help if he has. A pick on this game, Bas. Uh, yeah, so no idea what lineup City put out here, yeah, but they did go quite strong on Wednesday, made a few changes, but it was uh, very much a City side who weren't getting out of first gear against Brighton, I thought. They, they could have won it easily, but they just, I, I never felt like they went through the gears and, and really hit their stride in, in a way City usually do. That said, I think the prices for City um, in these last couple of games, I, I'd done it against Brighton and it didn't work, but again, I think it's just a good price for City and I expect them to have enough firepower whoever they put out, um, and City on the final day with no pressure, handbrake off. I just think it could get a, get a little bit tasty, possibly. Um, the last four final day games for Man City, last year they won 3-2. Before that, 5-0, 5-0, 4-1. So in the last four final day games, they've, they've scored three or more. The two 5-0s both came in games with nothing riding on them. So uh, two years ago, they'd already won the league and went out and won 5-0 on the last day. Uh, three years ago, it was Liverpool who had already won the league. And, and again, Man City didn't need to win, but went out and won 5-0. So trends there on the last day that City will come out strong, play with a handbrake off, score goals. So City to score three or more, two to one, and get them to score five or more. They've done it in two of the last four years on the last day. City to score five or more at 16-1. to one. So a little bit of fun with those. And as I say, they, these are small stakes. Sprinkle, sprinkle a little bit on them. But uh, as I say, they've got they've got history of having a go on the last day. Let's let's see what comes up here. But that's that's a pick for me. 
Um, I just thought Man City were a great price. I think they'll go and win. Yeah. Um, if you want to use Man City as a, as a building block for what other shenanigans you've got, then I wouldn't put you off that at all. Uh, Chelsea against Newcastle. Chelsea 17 to 10 plus 170. The draw 12 to 5 plus 240. And Newcastle are 14 to 9 plus 155. Um, again, nothing to play for for either team. I mean, close on the books, Chelsea 15 points higher than Newcastle. So if I was to ask you the question, Bart, um, if there's one team out of these two teams who were definitely going to run about and try, which team is it? Well, Newcastle, obviously. It's the right answer. There you go. There's your pick. That's all. At this point, you've got nothing else to split them. Newcastle will make changes. I think Target will play. The goalkeeper's going to... Uh, Dubravka's going to play. Will make a huge difference. I think Mankey might play. Lascelles might get a game. Then you'll get Elliot Anderson, but then the likes of St. Maximin, Jacob Murphy, uh, Anthony Gordon. And what you know for a fact is Newcastle will be organised, they will run around and they will try. You can't say that about Chelsea because they haven't been doing that in the games they're supposed to do it in, let alone in games like this. Um, they uh, did okay when they were 2-0 down against Man United. They made a load of chances. Um, but they're just not very good. This could be absolutely anything, but if I was, uh, if you put in 50 quid in my hand, tell me to pick a bet, Maz, I would have to take Newcastle, um, 14 to 9, plus 155. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. It's a tricky game. I, I think Newcastle will make quite a few changes. We know Pope's already had an operation, so he's out for the weekend. Joe Linton and Joe Willock are missing. I think Bruno's been playing with an injury for weeks. I'd be surprised if he isn't rested. Trippier's had a few knocks lately. Again, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he missed out, but then I'd seen today, I think Mankiewicz injured, so possibly not for Trippier. Uh, there will be changes, but as you say, I think whoever comes in will be motivated enough. Um, I mean, you say there's nothing at stake, third and fourth still up for grabs, isn't it? I don't think as Newcastle fans were at all bothered about whether it's third or fourth. No. It was job done, we've hit the top four. I think Man U will probably care about that a bit more, um, probably a bit more pride at stake for them than there is for Newcastle. We, we've we've achieved our goals this season, that's for certain. So I've uh, no, not, nothing for me on the money line, but I like a shots on target player here. So I've got to went Ooh. something a little bit different. Uh, and it's Elliot Anderson. So we think yeah. he will play. He hasn't had a lot of starts for Newcastle, so there isn't a lot of form for him. Um, but he should start this one. He had two shots in midweek with one of them on target. So that was against Leicester. Uh, in 45 minutes against Forest earlier in the season, he had two shots on goal with one on target. Though, as we know, that should have been two on target because he had one disallowed for a ridiculous offside decision. Uh, Elliot Anderson is available at uh, 11 to 8 um, for one shot on target in the game and 13 to 2 for two shots on target in the game. Um, the other thing I'm going to put out, which was in the Discord, it was our resident Statman, Tease, uh, who put out Fabian Shaw shots. Uh, yeah, I saw that the other day. This this wasn't shots on goal. It was just shot. The shots on target. This was just shots, and they have shortened up a bit since he posted. The bookies must be on to him because he's quite good with his stats stuff. Um, but he said t- uh, two shots on goal, so not on target. Two shots on goal for Fabian Shaw. It's available currently at six to four. It was previously nine to four earlier in the week. Um, so we're now plus one fifty as opposed to plus two two five. Um, and it's eleven to two for three or more shots. Uh, that was eight to one earlier in the week. Uh, so now plus five fifty instead of plus eight hundred, but still reasonable prices. In his last four games, Fabian Shaw he's gone three shots, three shots, four shots, two shots. So he's hit the two in the last four games. 
so worth a little look. Check the lineups if he's in. Uh, we know he'll be up there on corners, and we know he's got a strike on him. And in the last game, with no pressure on, he might have a few digs from distance. Uh, so thanks again, Atiz, for flagging that one up in the Discord. Uh, but yeah, for all these stats bets, just remember check the lineups before placing them. Uh, or cash out pre-match if they're not starting. I know some books allow you to tick the box to auto-cancel it if they're not starting. But, but yeah, the pick from Easy Elliot Anderson shots, but definitely don't mind the, uh, the Fabian Shaw angle as well. Yeah, he gets on the odd free kick as well. Um, the only thing with that is I don't think he's going to play bad. Um, I think Jamal Lascelles is going to play. Is, is Lascelles I, fit? I don't know. He was on the bench at the weekend, I think. Was he? If he was on the bench this week, then he's fit. I, I had a feeling he'd been out injured, but we haven't seen him for a while, have we? Because I normally, um, I was going to throw out the cells as a goal scorer pick when he when he plays for Newcastle. He's quite dangerous. I did it earlier in the season when he uh, when Newcastle played at Tranmere in the League Cup. Moon, I've asked me for a bet, and I gave him, I gave him Elliot Anderson, and I gave him Jamal Lascelles actually, and uh, Jamal Lascelles, Julia Bright, like twenty five to yeah, one. So yeah, Lascelles wasn't on the bench um, through the week. He's he wasn't off injury. I'm yeah, sure okay. he's out for the season. I think we've seen the last of Lascelles. Yeah, well, I'm talking shite then. Just ignore me. Yeah, he's um, been injured for the last four games. He's not four or five games not being in the squad. Get on Fabian Shaw. Uh, Crystal Palace against Nottingham Forest. Palace seven to ten minus one forty two. The door three to one. Forest fifteen to four plus three seventy five. Baz. Yeah, so I'm taking the over two point five goals here. Uh, two teams are on a high, having finished the season strongly. Forest have scored in all of the last six games. Suddenly found their scoring boots recently, uh, a one year in particular. Um, the over 2.5 is hitting five of the last six for um, Forest games, as did the both teams to score. Um, so actually, I think I was going to tag on the both teams to score. So actually the pick is over 2.5 goals and both teams to score. Comes in at around evens, plus 100. Uh, I think this game could be quite a fun game. No pressure on for either of them. And as I say, I just think a lot of these games might be a little bit sort of a bit more open. Um, so we wouldn't have been saying it two months ago, but we Palace v Forest, yeah. being nailed on nil nil a couple of months ago. Um, but this stage of the season, with the pressure off, I think over two point five, both teams to score, double them up for an even money shot in this this game for me. Um, I couldn't believe the prices of this. I looked at Chelsea Newcastle because they were right they're right next to each other on the list, and I don't know why this isn't priced up the same, like. Home team plus 170 or just like six to four each of two because there's nothing between these two teams. So I don't think you've got any choice but to take Forrest. Like they're both very similar abilities. They've both got absolutely nothing to play for. Um, so I just think you have to take the bigger price here. Yeah, give me Forrest uh, 15 to four plus 375. Um, tell you about Shady Rays teaming up with SGPN for Shady May. You're getting amazing. 50% off, but a chance to win $500. Two, uh, Shady Rays have got durable frames, extremely clear optics for all of your outdoor shenanigans. If you lose or break them, even on day one, they'll send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. And you can exchange them or return them for free within 30 days too, so there is no risk. For our international listeners, Shady Rays has got you covered with shipping to Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and the UK. Go to shadyways.com, use the code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarised sunglasses. And remember, May is almost over, so make sure to take your receipt to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win the $500 Shady May contest. Uh, next up is... Can I, can I, I mean, can I just jump, jump in with your... Can you what, what, Baz? Do, do, you know, do you know when Forrest last won in the away game? 
I don't uh, think there's not much between them, but but Palace are home, which is why they're short a price. Yeah. Forest still haven't won away from home since January. And they've only picked up two draws in that time. They're te- terrible away from home. Still terrible away from home. I've been all season. I couldn't. I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't. It's just on. a different game. It's a nothing game. That's all. Um, they played quite well at Chelsea. Um, I see, last I mean, time out, didn't they? Uh, you can't discourage anyone from anything. I was just. It got me thinking. When have they actually started winning away? Because we know all season we've yeah. about Forest's away form. So I had a quick look. They're still absolutely terrible away from home. But as I say, at this stage of the season, anything can happen. Um, I don't mind anyone taking a punt on anything at this point. But yeah, I was surprised to see that, given their recent resurgence, uh, none of that's come away from home. Fair enough. Uh, next up, this is one of the... Uh, we've got the three relegation games back-to-back-to-back uh, to back to back here. Um, two of Everton, Leeds and Leicester. Sorry, one. Yeah, two of them will go down. Uh, one of them will survive. The first one uh, is Everton against Bournemouth. Everton are in the box seat here uh, to stay up the... It's in their hands. If they get a win, uh, they know they're going to be safe. They are the two to one on favourites, minus two hundred. Uh, the draw seventy two, and Bournemouth are six to one. Um, yeah. So yeah, Everton need. The, if Everton win, they stay up. Um, Everton then can go down if they don't win, and Leeds or Leicester can get uh, can get a win somewhere. This really, to me, hinges on how many changes Bournemouth are going to make. I think Gary O'Neill has hinted that he's going to make changes. Um, Everton is still rubbish, so there's no way you can back them at minus 200. They might win, but Christ, that savage amusement, putting any money on them at 2-1 to one on. Um, I think... I mean, just a, you've got to take goals, I think. A Bournemouth fan break off. Everton is still a bit pap. Cagey game. It was a bit of a cop out this Baz. Um, I'll be including this in my in whatever systems I've got later on. But for my pick on this game, uh, gun to my head, it will be both teams to score uh, at four to five minus one twenty. Yeah, I think we're on the same lines on this one. Um, I mean, we know as you say, a draw isn't good enough to guarantee anything for Everton. Sure, it'd be a big atmosphere at Goodison Park. Another cup final, they'll be describing it as. They seem to have had another cup final every week for the last six weeks. So they'll no doubt be setting off fireworks outside the Bournemouth Hotel at two o'clock yeah. in the morning, all of that Dick. sort of stuff. Uh, they've already had the dress rehearsal for the security operation. Versus. Did you see that the other week? No. Nope. The last home game, um, like 10 minutes from the end, they just had a steward all the way, stewards all the way around the pitch. And then oh, okay. as soon as it was full time, they had like a ring of steel around the tunnel. With all these yeah. security coming, apparently they'd roped in like three hundred extra security for this random game a couple of weeks ago, and everyone's like, "Hey, what's going on here?" Yeah, apparently, it was a dress rehearsal um, for if it all goes bonkers, if Everton get relegated, um, or even for the carnage if they don't get relegated because they all invaded the pitch last year, didn't they? When they stayed up and, and Vieira yeah. got clouted and all of that sort of stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, obviously, I'm, I'm hugely impartial on this show as you know Malcolm um, but I would love to see Everton go down this weekend yeah um, <laughs> I do think they probably won't uh, I think they, they could, they'll probably win this game um, Bournemouth have just sort of packed up a bit lately haven't they they've lost their last three um, I don't necessarily think they'll lie down here though I think the opposition in these relegation battles 
have got a sort of duty to sort of keep keep themselves honest uh, to avoid any sort of question marks over the integrity of the situation. So they might rest a few players, but I think Bournemouth will be strong enough. Um, I do think Everton will probably come out on top, but they're uh, same as a ridiculously short price at one to two for a team with one win in the last nine. Uh, so I've gone similar. I've went with the over two and a half, though. Um, Everton have had one clean sheet in the last nine games, and the overs has hit four of the last five for Everton. So Everton might win, and they might go and, and win comfortably if Bournemouth do lie down. Um, more likely, as Bournemouth will, will get involved somewhere and give them a bit of a scare and make a fight of it. So, yeah, I'll take the over 2.5. I haven't wrote down what the price is for that one, Malcolm, but that's the pick. Probably about... Um... Four to five, eight to eleven. Yeah, they're all really, really short. Like, um, and next up, Leeds take on Tottenham. Leeds are seventeen to ten plus one seventy. The draws fourteen to five plus two eighty, and Tottenham are eleven to eight plus one thirty-seven. Um, I don't want Leeds. They haven't showed me anything really um, under Allardyce. A bit of a false dawn that was. Certainly don't want Tottenham, who just continue to be terrible. Um, so in that case, I was back towards the goals again. For, um, five to four uh, plus one twenty is the over two and a half goals here, Baz. Um, both have got. Yeah, I mean, you're saying Tottenham have still got a European place to play for. They say they're going to play for it. Are you, are you sure about that price? I've got something written down at five to four. Yeah, I mean, I, I, um, I'm fairly certain every single over two point five in this card was over. Was was odds on? Was was short? Yeah. Plus one hundred. I might be wrong. Um, I'll have a look though. Right, it's um, it's over three and a half. Baz is the answer. Is that, that's my. I've got it written down at the side. Yeah, over three and a half goals. Yeah, I don't mind that. Um, yeah, five to four plus one twenty. Yeah, I mean, I've I've flagged this up as one of the games with goals. Um, I'll come to it later when we talk about the sort of end of season trends. Um, Leeds need to get a better result than Leicester. And they need Everton to fail to win to have a chance. I think if Everton draw, Leeds would still need a three-goal winning margin to catch them. Um, so they really need Everton to lose here and, and Leicester to lose. Uh, I'm not, like you, convinced that Leeds can stick to their side of the bargain in this relegation battle. I think they looked awful last week against West Ham in a game where I did think they might win with West Ham coming off the back of the Europa League game. Um, I think Spurs will be strong here. I don't see Spurs resting many players at all. Um they are chasing seventh spot, as I said before. They'll need a win. If Villa are to slip up, Spurs can nick the last European place. I fancy Spurs to win this. Johnny Junter asked before if uh, if we were fading Tottenham this week, um, and I'm I'm not fading them. I think if Spurs go ahead, I think it could be a game where Leeds could crack and be on the end of a, a, a rough defeat. I know Spurs haven't looked like doing that to many teams this year. Um but I've just got a feeling this could be a game that's that's nice a nice spot for Spurs. I think it's potentially a game where where we'll see a few goals, um, and for one team in particular, and I think that could be Spurs. I think Mason will want to go out with a victory, won't he? They still can't find a manager, and Ryan Mason's probably sitting there thinking I might have a chance here because everybody else seems to be turning them down. Um, and the other thing that feeds into this a little bit is um, if Everton go ahead early on. Leeds could just fold. If Everton do get ahead and that message gets through to Leeds, um, heads will go down uh, and it could end up being being ugly. 
I said before, you know, in previous weeks, it doesn't matter if it's a good Spurs or a bad Spurs that turn up. Kane will score every week. Um, that's the most important thing for him, isn't it? As long as he gets his goal, happy days. Um, so that's the pick for me. Evens for an anytime goal for Harry Kane. Um, it's also um, just over evens, plus 110 for Harry Kane to have two or more shots on target. And I like Harry Kane for three or more shots on target at 7-2. to So it's all about Harry Kane for me. Um, yeah, remains to be seen. Could be his last game for Spurs. Um, if it is, he'll want to go out on a high. And Kane's been scoring frequently enough, even in bad Spurs performances. So the pick is Spurs. Uh, sorry, Kane anytime scorer it evens. Kane two or more shots on target at eleven to ten, and three or more shots on target at seven to two plus three fifty. Uh, next up, the third team in danger of going down: Leicester, uh, who take on West Ham at home. Leicester. Are nine to ten minus one one one. The doors fourteen to five plus two eighty, and West Ham are thirteen to five plus two sixty. Uh, Leicester got away with it. They are still alive because they got away with it at Newcastle on Monday night. Um, but I don't think they're very good. They were dreadful against Liverpool when they had a chance to do something. They then decided not to do anything about it. Newcastle, and we're really poor. I mean, if we, we put our we get the first goal, we hit the woodwork three times. I think they'd have got home three or four nil. Um, everything you just said about Tottenham there, Baz, and the reasons you faded Leeds are why I'm picking West Ham and fading Leicester in this spot. Um, I just think West Ham, they will make changes again, um, but it hasn't really affected them. They haven't made a low. They got beat off Brentford, but then the great result uh, last week against Leeds when they won 4-1. They're playing really, really well, and there's a, there's a good feeling about the club. And I don't think Moyes is stupid enough to jeopardise that completely um, I think if Leicester here the results are going um, against them then I'm not sure how much bottle they've got like um, I didn't at first hand the body language and the attitude of the management team I thought was weird uh, I thought it was weak on Monday night um, if these three teams Everton, Leeds and Leicester I think Leicester are the ones who are going to get beat uh, so I'll take West Ham at 13 to 5 plus 260 yeah, I think they might get beat. I think this might be another one with goals in it, though. Um, Leicester were hopeless against Newcastle. No intention of playing any football at all in that game. But they obviously had their plan and they stuck to it. And the plan was obviously to throw everything at this one. Um, I thought West Ham might have been weakened last weekend. Um, that wasn't the case. Um, maybe they'll be weaker here. Who knows? Um, one thing's for sure... Leicester will be stronger. Madison and Barnes won't be on the bench, I don't think, and they'll certainly have a go. Uh, similarly, you know, like you say, how this one pans out could very much depend on what's going on at Everton. Um, I've no idea what side West Ham put out. For me, Leicester's biggest problem is their defence. Uh, there's only two sides in the league who've conceded more than them. They did defend very well against Newcastle, but it's it's easier when you're defending with 10. Um but going forward, they do score goals generally. They are the highest scoring team in the bottom half with 49 goals in 37 games. So that's where I'm going. I'm going to back Leicester here to score two or more goals um, at a price of around 10 to 11. I think, I, I just think it could be a high scoring game, this one. And it wouldn't surprise me if West Ham still win it 3 2, 4 2, something like that. Uh, but I can see Leicester getting in amongst the goals. They do it frequently. As I say, most of their problems are at the other end. So, yeah, give me Leicester to score two or more goals. A price of around 10 to 11, uh, minus 110. 
Okay, the penultimate game on the card is Manchester United against Fulham. Man United are nine to twenty, minus two twenty-two. The draw is seven to two. Fulham are six to one. Um, I've written down two things here: Man United are rubbish and bet Fulham. Um, yeah, watch Man United last night. They're still rubbish. They won four-one, but they were rubbish. They made Chelsea look like back in Brazil seventy for about an hour. Um, got ahead early with a terrible bit of defending and scored in the fifty-first minute of the first half completely against the run of play um, I don't know what the XG was on this um, but it was a really really weird game um, if the two teams I think Matt again man you probably will want to win they do beat bad teams at home um, Fulham are alright Fulham are still playing well they're still trying they went to Manchester United in the FA Cup and were 1-0 up after about 70 odd minutes Um and uh, Courtney is disputing whether or not Man United are rubbish in the comments. Uh, but they are, Courtney, and you can't tell me any different. I am not having it. Um, yeah, give me the big doggy of Baz Fulham at 6-1. Yeah, I'm, uh, I don't don't mind it. I'm, I'm not... As I say, it's last day, last day of the season. You, you, you never know. I think Man United will be strong here. I think where teams are finishing their season at home I think there's, a, there's an obligation on teams to be strong and put in a good performance so I think Manu have had a solid record at home all season uh, they've lost only once at home all season in the league and as I said before I think finishing third for Man United are probably more important than it would be for Newcastle I think Newcastle have definitely achieved what they set out to achieve well set out to it more than achieve for me uh, you know It'll, it'll sound like I'm just saying this because we didn't pick up the points against Leicester, but I'm not hugely bothered whether it was third or fourth. My concern for the last few weeks has purely been about getting that top four. Um, so I think Manuel will be strong. They'll want to finish third, which is fine. Um, so I think it's another way we might see goals. I mean, Anthony's fucked, so so Manuel should be stronger. Uh, with whoever comes in, there should, there should be a stronger side without him in there. Uh, no, Luke Shaw's a doubt. Um, we've gone under... Under 2.5 a lot recently on Man United games. Uh, it went well and truly the other way last night. I think the pressure's off for, for both teams. Nothing to play for, really. Although, as I say, Man United are still playing for, for third spot, as on Newcastle. Fulham themselves have scored nine goals in the last three games. And as I say, we've seen Man U uh, getting, getting in amongst the goals last night. So I'm going a little bit different here. I'm going with first half goals. And it's a one, I've actually got a bit of a play on the first half goals later. I think we're expecting goals in a lot of these games, so first halves might be a way of playing some of them. Over 1.5 first half goals, yeah, it's 6-5. to five. I think Manu will win. Um, I'm not as bitter as Malcolm, Nick, so uh, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna back his here. But yeah, the, the pick is over 1.5 first half goals at 6-5 to five, plus 120. Yeah, the Man U fans are uh, forming an angry mob in the comment section, yeah, Baz. Courtney's, Courtney's called for backup. Um, Nick Morris has joined in. Everyone's got their Spider-Man pyjamas on, ready to march on march on the Premier League Gambling Podcast headquarters. Uh, yeah, I'm not buying it. Um, let's have a look. Uh, one more game, yeah. Uh, the Southampton against Liverpool. Southampton is 7-1. Draws fifteen to four plus three seventy five. Liverpool are two to five minus two fifty. Uh, Southampton are well and truly toast. Uh, the manager Nathan Tellers has been given the nine ten jack. That's the end of him. Um, won't be seeing him again. Um, 
Liverpool are confirmed as fifth place finishers. So bad in that bad new game. You mentioned the first half goals. That is the way I think this will go. Um, over one and a half first half goals is a price of even money plus 100. I wouldn't put you off taking Southampton at a mad price because anything could happen. There is one huge narrative here for a goal scorer, um, which is ginormous. Anyone I think who knows anything about gambling or football is probably on the way, judging by Barry's big yes in the background. I think he's on it as well. And it's my Bobby pick. Firmino. Sorry? It's my pick, yeah. Oh, OK. Uh, right, well, you go on that. I won't steal your thunder bars, but I picked it yeah, as well. So- I mean, I've said, you know, we know Liverpool are now locked into fifth place. Um, absolute dead rubber, this one. Nothing to play for. Had Newcastle and Man United failed to secure things in midweek, I'd have expected Liverpool to be able to run up a score here. Uh, they no longer need to, uh, but that's not to say they won't do so. So I've said, you know, we, we wait to see the lineups, And then I think Liverpool goal scorers is immediately what, what stands out. You can get Salah at evens, Firmino 6-5, Gakpo 11-8, Diaz is 6-4 for an anytime goal. I think Liverpool will get goals. Um, and as you say, Firmino is the one that stands out. If if, if he starts, and I mean, surely he does, in a game that doesn't matter anymore, final game the Premier League for him. Um, Firmino starts. Similar spot last year for Mane. It was his last game for Liverpool. We all knew that. Um, and he scored against Wolves, got on the score sheet in a 3-0, 3-1, can't remember now. So, yeah, if Firmino starts, I will take him to score any time at 11-8. Uh, what's that? Plus 135, something like that. Um, otherwise, if he doesn't start, just take Salah at evens. Um, I think there'll be goals in this. So, so the pick is for Firmino. If he's not playing, take Salah. And I also don't mind doubling up a couple of these Liverpool scorers. I think a few of them could get in the mix. So if Salah starts, stick Salah in. And then take your pick from whoever starts with him. So Salah and Diaz both to score five to one. Uh, Salah and Gakpo both to score five to one. Uh, Salah, Jota, or Salah Firmino is around four to one. Um, I don't mind getting involved in that. I think um, I think there'll be a few goals in this, and I think Liverpool will get the majority of them. Uh, fair enough. Um, Nick's trying to build bridges in the comments just by slagging off Liverpool, which is a nice yeah, way of doing it, Nick. He's, uh, he's redeemed himself. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we've found some common ground. If you ever want to get everyone back on side. Someone uh, asked me that question, actually, probably a week or two ago. Would you rather see Man United miss out or Liverpool? Uh, oh. It was instant for me, Liverpool, all day long. That's like asking which one of your brothers do you want to watch shag your wife? Like, I mean, it's just a, <laughs> not really... A, a suitable answer to that question, yeah, Baz. Pops, uh, pops a That's enough for me. I, tell you, I wouldn't want to see either of your brothers shag my wife, Baz. <laughs> uh, they're both big lads. Um, right then. So we've got 10 games. We've made some picks. Uh, God knows um, what to make of them. I've got, right, what have we got here, Baz? I don't even know what you've got written down. What, what order do we want to do this year? What have you got to tell us? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you some some statistical history first. Right, uh, okay. And some and some little angles and little fun ways of playing the weekend. Uh, and then I've got the usual exotic stuff, although I've got a little bit of a twist on those as well. Uh, it really is exotic this week. Um, so, last day of the season, last year, uh, 10 games. Eight out of 10 of them went both teams to score. Nine out of 10 of them went over 2.5 goals. There was 39 goals in total, so we averaged almost four goals a game. That's a massive uptick on what you'd see on a regular weekend. Um, and it's a bit of a sort of historical thing where there are a lot more goals. 
on this final weekend with a lot of teams with nothing to play for, playing with a handbrake off, um, not so worried about the results. So last year, we had 39 goals. Uh, before that, 31, 33, 36, 31. Where, where you think the average for a game is around the two and a half mark generally. We're getting at least sort of three, three and a half goals a game on last days of the season. Um, I've then looked at the highest scoring games in each of the last few seasons because this is where we end up getting the big numbers. There's always one or two games which are crazy big scorelines. So last year we had a 5-1, Arsenal beat Everton 5-1. Uh, Spurs beat Norwich 5-0. There was a 4-1 and a 3-2, so so all, all big, big scores. Uh, the year before that we had a 4-2 and a 5-0. 1920, we had a 5-0. Uh, 1819, there was a 5-3. There was two 4-1s and a 4-0. Um, and in 17-18, we had a 5-4 between Spurs and Leicester. Um, so in each of the last five years, final day of the season, there has been at least one team scored five goals. So that's the challenge, Malcolm. Which team this week is going to score five goals? Well, I wrote one down, Baz. And you might think I'm a bit mad here. Bear in mind, I tipped up Nottingham Forest as my underdog. I think the team most likely to score five goals is Crystal Palace. Yeah, see, I, I don't mind anything bonkers this weekend. Like, just just do stupid stuff for small stakes, <laughs> and you might get a good run out of out of things. Forest like are too the prices. Forest are too big. Um, yeah. If you told me Palace beat Forest five two, I would not bat an eyelid. Yeah, I mean the obvious one for me would be Liverpool, but they're a bit short. Seven to one to score five goals, far too short. I think Spurs. I think Leeds could crumble if Everton get ahead, or if Spurs get a couple of goals ahead. I think Leeds could shut up shop, and I think it's just one of them where games where I can see Harry Kane going off twenty to one for Spurs to score five goals. And looking in those last five years, Spurs have had a five nil last year. The year before was four two. And back in 1718, they had a 5-4. So Spurs have scored four or more in three of the last five years on this last day of the season. Um, so they've got history for it. So Spurs would be the pick for me to score five goals. But yeah, keep an eye out on that because there will be, there usually is always a crazy game, 4-2s, 5-0s, 5-1. They happen. Find it. Look to you who you go with. My, my pick's uh, Spurs. And I love Malcolm picking out a random one like Palace. We'll get a big price on that. Are you going to price that up yet? Uh, no, but I can do if you want. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you right now. You price that up. I'll take you through. My thoughts on this weekend were: you need to find one thing and stick to it. One system, one pick, and just play it in all ten games. So the three options I've got here are: you either take all the underdogs. So you're talking a ten game, so ten units or five units if you want to play half. You do whatever you want. Um, take all the underdogs. And then if you need three or four to hit, if it's the shortest three or four, you've got sort of Chelsea are quite short, Leeds are quite short, West Ham. And then you've got your fancy ones, Wolves are seven to one. Um, you've got Fulham out at six to one. You've got Southampton at seven to one. Bournemouth are big. Um, I fancy Forest. So to all the underdogs, um, option two was take everything to go over three and a half goals, um, which is... The um, basically on what Baz has just talked you through. So the prices for that start at around 11 to 10 plus 110 for games like the Arsenal game. And then it goes up to 
things like uh, plus 175 in the Newcastle game, plus 175 in the Everton game. Um, so you need four or five of them to hit uh, to get yourself into profit. Uh, and option three was to go one bigger and to go over four and a half goals in all the games. Again, backing up what Vaz has just said, the prices there go from, like the, the Arsenal game is plus 275, and then you've got games that are up to four to one. Again, Chelsea, Everton, uh, a four to one. A lot of seven to twos in that. Um, Serials pointing out, this is exactly the kind of day for things like round robins, but I'd put an accumulator, five teams and up. Um, that yeah, that kind of... Yeah, go on, mate. I've got some of those coming up as well. I mean, a couple of other things I put out, these are really daft ones, but I'd mentioned last year, um, nine out of the 10 hit over 2.5. The only one that didn't actually was Man United v Palace. Man United got, I think it was Palace anyway. Man United got beat 1-0 off someone, I'm sure it was Palace. Yeah, you see the way it's shite then. They let down the both teams to score and they let down the, the over 2.5. I mean, if you'd backed all 10 games over 2.5 goals, you'd have got a big price and you'd have got a bit of excitement. Even at 10 minutes to go and there's, they're all in and you've got one game at 1-0, you're, you're getting a little bit of uh, excitement out of it. So just for, for stupidity, back all over 2.5 goals is 90-1. to one. Uh, All over... 1.5 goals is 4-1, to one. although if you're in the UK and you've got Sky Bet, you can get that one boosted at 6-1. to one. And both the score in every game, 105-1. to one. Uh, That's what I was price. just pricing up, Baz. I was just clicking on them all individually because I'm not as clever as you. Yeah, but um... I mean, These are massive long shots for a reason. But there's just a chance where if you get six or seven of them early on in the first half or something, and then you you, you can just be in the, making an exciting afternoon. You might be flicking between the games thinking, Go on, I need a Leeds goal here, or I need a Liverpool goal here, or while I'm chasing them. A little bit of daft, daftness for a, for a small stake. I mean, another thing I did look at was um, shots on target. 91 shots on target last year, on the last day of the season. Um, you like this, Malcolm. I've, I've been um, I've been getting into technology a bit more. Oh, I've, Christ. Uh, I've been using artificial intelligence. What do you think about that? Well... You haven't got much of the natural stuff, Baz. So if you can find finding a little replacement, I would yeah re- recommend it for you. I'm well, all right. You'd be surprised at how much you can speed up your stat research by using artificial intelligence. Oh really? If I'd, if I'd went on, uh, uh, you know, if I'd tried to find out how many shots on target last year, I'd have been looking into each game and looking at the shots and counting yeah. up for each game. Then adding the ten games up, you just go on here and say how many shots on target game week thirty eight in the twenty one twenty two season ninety one. And then he just replied with saying, how about the three years prior to that? And it'll say 88, 86, 89. <laughs> so it's amazing, like, some really good stuff. You uh, shouldn't have told people that, Baz. You should have let them think that you were doing loads and loads of graft. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm blagging it now. Um, highest team for shots last year was 12. For Liverpool, shots on target was 12. And Man City with 10. No real surprise there. They were both in a title race on the last day of the season last day. Uh, last year, I did find a book who was offering uh, a ladder on uh, shots on target, uh, but the line was set at nine to two. Uh, ninety-two was the starting point, and that looks a bit poor value. It was like odds on for ninety-two, and they haven't hit ninety-two in the last five years. So, uh, plenty of appetite for me for looking at players' shots on target in these games. So, I'll definitely be someone I'll look at, and definitely, uh, you know, I've mentioned Elliot Anderson, we've mentioned Fabian Shaw in the Newcastle game, but yeah, keep an eye on the. Uh, the old Discord channel for, for that sort of stuff. Um, did you pick uh, Lock the Dog and the goal scorer, etc.? Well, 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 the exotics, eh? 
Let's, the exotic I'll tell you what I've got here. I mean, there's no locks, is there? It's hard, hard to find a lock this weekend. Um, but with all the stats I've just put out, I'm going to go for the 32 or more goals in the Premier League in total. Probably not much help for our US uh, listeners. I, I, I'm not sure they'll be able to find that. But have a look around. If you can, it's a fun way of watching the last day. Ten games all off at the same time. If you can start ticking those goals off as you go. Um, 32 or more is around four to five. Um, if you're in the UK, I found that on Paddy Power. Other books will probably more, you know price that up tomorrow. Uh, you can get 34 or more at plus 130, 13 to 10. 36 or more was at two to one and 38 or more was at four to one. So if you're on a little ladder, if you're able to do so. Um, I also seen uh, a couple of uh, things. So this isn't my, my lock was the 32, uh, but talking about the goals, um, there was an option to double up the goals and corners. So over 31 goals and over 101 corners. This is a proper D-Gen play, isn't it? Counting up everything all afternoon. But what else are you going to do on a Sunday afternoon? Uh, that's at 94 plus 225. So I'm going to get on that as well. Over 31 goals and over 101 corners in the Premier. Honestly, there's loads of fun stuff you can get involved in. Uh, Paddy Power in the UK have got loads of combos for them sort of things. Goals, corners, cards. Just counting them up as you go. Get your little tally charts out. Get your abacus out. Um, as I say, hopefully some of the US listeners can can shop around and find some of that stuff. But if not, uh, sorry, sucks to be you. Uh, I have got a Ollie. Um, it's a bit different this week. I've gone for a first half over 1.5 treble. Uh, Leicester v West Ham, Villa v Brighton, and Liverpool v Southampton. So over 1.5 goals in the first half of all of those games comes in at 10 to 1. Uh, and because this is last weekend Magnus, madness, tag on the Palace Forest game for a 25 to 1. Um, so fourfold there, over one and a half, fourfold pays 25 to 1. I said we'd try and have some fun with it this week. I'm just being silly now, but get them on. Um, and it's another one where, you, you know, if you want to take those four games or even the three games and put them in your little round robins or take your doubles and trebles, uh, cheer on those. I know Serial loves his first half goals. Uh, those are the games that stand out for me. Leicester, West Ham, Villa, Brighton, Liverpool, Southampton. Uh, and as I say, I don't mind the Palace Forest. I think there could be games goals in that one as well. Uh, fair enough. Um I didn't pick a parlay, Baz. I'd give up um, on this season. I'm going to come back refreshed uh, with my parlays for next year. My luck, um, if sensible, luck would be Arsenal on the um, handicap minus one and a half. Uh, my dog would be Forrest at uh, plus 375, 15 to four. And my goal scorer has got to be Bobby Firmino at even money. Uh, I think that's great value. Um, and I think that just yeah. about covers it, Baz. No, I'm not done yet, Malcolm. You're not covered. Oh no, I'll tell you what. We've got the um, we've got the playoffs to throw out as well. Right, well Go on, then get on with it. You, I you haven't put five seconds. Man. I haven't put out my score at all, my dogs yet, Malcolm. You've got to give me a chance here. Yeah, um, <laughs> Malcolm, shop around for that Firmino price. You can definitely get a better price on Firmino anytime scorer. Okay. Um, my scorer, I've got a bit rogue, as I say. Wild weekend, so I'm going for three scorers. Let's go for Kane, Salah, and Watkins. All the score, looking around eight to one for the treble. For those three, my dog. Uh, it's not a single dog; it's three of them. Well, one of them isn't a dog at all, actually. But hear me out here: Everton, Leeds, and Leicester. They're all in a relegation battle this weekend. Do you know why that is? Is it because they're shite, Baz? 
It's because they're, they're shite. They are. So what yes. are the chances they all lose? What, what's the possibility that they all lose lose this weekend? I mean, absolutely. That was going to be one of the three things I threw out in my when I went all dogs all over three and a half, all over four and a half. I was take all of them to lose in doubles and trebles and stuff. Yeah, I think it's so perfectly they, possible. They've got sixty combined defeats between them this season. Um, that's from less than one hundred and twenty games. So that's more than half the games these three teams have played. They've lost. Um, so my dog this week is a crazy one. You take them all to lose. So you're taking West Ham to win, Bournemouth to win, and Spurs to win at forty-five Oof. to one. Stick them in the doubles as well. And if one lets you down, you still cash. So let's see Everton get something. Who are the, you know, the most likely given the odds uh, to get something out of the weekend? Let's see Everton get something, but Leicester and Leeds still get beat. You're still getting eight to one for Spurs and West Ham to win, which looks a good price on its own anyway. Spurs West Ham. To beat Leeds and Leicester at eight to one, uh, so yeah, I don't mind. As a little random one on the dogs is is back in all of those relegation teams to get beat forty five to one. Stick them in your doubles, guaranteed at least eight to one. If only one of them lets you down, a little bit of uh, final uh, final day of silliness. Um, the football league playoffs spas at the weekend as well. Uh, championship playoff tomorrow, Coventry v Luton. Um, and then we have uh, Barnsley Sheffield Wednesdays on Monday, and the League Two game. On Sunday afternoon is Stockport against Carlisle. Uh, give us the three winners, Baz. The three winners for me would be Luton to win the Championship playoff, Sheffield to win the League One playoff, and Carlisle to win the League Ooh. Two. It's about plus four fifty, uh, nine to two, the the price for those three. I thought you were going to pick the exactly opposite to me, Baz, because I've got Coventry uh, for the Championship. I've got Barnsley for League One, but I do have Carlisle United. Uh, for League Two, so they would be my three in there. Um, a couple of people, Steve was just mentioning uh, whether or not this is the last show of the year. The show answer is no, because um, we've got the FA Cup final, we've got the Champions League final, uh, we've got the Europa League, we've got all sorts of stuff. And then I'll tell you what, um, with, there might be a couple of weeks over the summer where we drop the one show a week, but there's going to be previews by the time we throw out a, a league championship preview, a relegation preview, um, we'll do the fantasy oh, football got a, show. We've got a Women's World Cup. The Women's you know World I mean? Cup to get the involved in, yeah. About over the summer. Don't worry about that. We aren't going to yeah. disappear. Absolutely. Uh, but I'm going on holiday on Wednesday. Baz, I haven't told you this. It's, again, probably a conversation we should have off the air. Like, I think everyone who was in the baseball channel the other night knows exactly where I'm going, but uh, you don't. So I'll tell you that in a minute. Um, right. We like to go now, Baz. Yeah, I'm done. Hey, beautiful. Euro qualifiers as well, so you'll point out. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, good luck, everyone. Take some money and spread it on all sorts of mad shit, and something will hit. That's what's going to happen on Sunday. And then when we get back in here, maybe on Monday night, um, you can tell us what mad shit you did hit, and we'll tell you what mad shit we did hit. So um, thank you, everyone, who's joined us and joined in. Yeah, we do appreciate it. Baz, thank you very much. For all your hard work, what's happening uh, Friday night for you? Anything fun? Um, no, I'm going to have a few beers and uh, uh, I've got a bottle of wine ready to open. Um, to bank all the weekend for us, isn't it? Long weekend, three days It off. is, mate, you're right. Uh, I've got no plans. Football's finished for the, for the season now. Uh, the kids' football, that is. So I've got a nice quiet weekend. It's, it's lovely weather here, so we'll see. Get out and about. Uh, but tonight, Aye. I'll just be chilling out with a, with a beer, to be honest. 
Uh, we got the footy presentation tomorrow, the league presentation, which I do not want to go to because it's turgidly boring, but I will go because I'm the coach and I have to. Um, but yeah, apart from that, just looking forward to the footy on Sunday and then uh, going on my holly bobs pass, as I said. So, champion, uh, good luck, everyone. Uh, enjoy the football. Good luck with all your picks. Uh, we'll be back probably on Monday, maybe Tuesday. Um, either way, we'll see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>